I want to hope, I want to believe that there is a thread that connects all of it. And that probably just has to do with the fact that uh, uh, we are each, we are individuals and we have our fingerprints. Uh, they don't change no matter what we do. Your one's fingerprints are the same. People sometimes talk about, about style. And I make a distinction because I think that style is one's personal stamp. The rest is language. I can speak Hebrew, I can speak English, I can speak German, but it is still me talking. That's captivating music by Shulamit Ron. We're hearing a little bit of the second movement of her violin concerto, and we'll return to that piece a little bit later in the program. I think, too, that her words are very captivating there talking about the essence of identity as a composer. You can adopt different musical languages, but you can't change who you are. It's exactly the kind of honest sentiment that I've come to expect from this composer who's not afraid to tackle big themes and certainly not afraid to put herself in her music. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bostead. My guest on the program today is none other than Shulamit Ran, a Pulitzer Prize-winning composer. She's also been the composer in residence with the Chicago Symphony. She's won a lot of other major awards. Her music is performed, well, really all over the world. Nearly every day, it seems, there's a piece of Shulamit Ran being performed somewhere. And I think that it's exactly this communicative quality that I was talking about that is responsible for her success. Audiences like her music. When you hear a piece of music by Shulamit Ran, you feel like you know a little bit about the composer. She's injecting herself. She's injecting emotion. She's not afraid to tackle big themes, angst, death, love, happiness. All of these things are audible in the music. And I think that that's exactly why she's been so successful. And for me, on a personal level, it's certainly why I've always been attracted to her music. I had the great opportunity to sit down with her in her home and talk with her about her music. I love melody. Now, when one says melody, then in the minds of some people, immediately the idea is, oh, okay, good, that means I can whistle it. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, for me, the idea of melody is much broader than that. But still, in my mind, just about everything that I do is in some way coming from a deep well of a sense of line, of melody, of uh, uh, a certain kind of lyricism. I also, I, I think that as a composer, I think very much in harmonic terms. Uh, that is something that has always uh, been very much at the core of what I do, a sense of harmony. So yeah, we're talking about two very, very basic and at some level you could say uh, very traditional elements. Uh, but to me, they're right in the core of all music. Uh, the, the, the desire to sing and to have something that sings and harmony, the way in which it all sounds together. More musical musings from Shulamit Ran, who is my guest today on the program. It's an excerpt from our conversation in her lovely home. The piece I want to play now is an orchestra piece. It's called Legends, and it was written during her time at the Chicago Symphony. Here is Shulamit again to tell us about the piece. 
It is a work uh, that definitely was written with the Chicago Symphony, the great Chicago Symphony and its extraordinary players uh, in mind, uh, both the individual players and of course the, that incredible uh, totality that comes together every time that you hear that uh, grand orchestra. It is a work in two movements, which is a somewhat unusual uh, formal scheme, I suppose, but uh, uh, it was evolving in the process of composing. When I started out, I was not sure whether I was going to have a long one-movement work or whether I was drawn to the idea of trying to make it a two-movement work. And eventually, I, I think I was successful in doing it. My, my goal was to have two parts that, in a way, lean on each other so that uh, even though the first movement comes to a major climax at its end, you also, you know that you, this is not the time to pack up and go home. Uh, there, you know that there's a lot of unfinished business, that the piece is still uh, in its midst as far as the resolution of large themes and materials. And it does indeed come uh, full circle uh, at, at the end. Uh, in some sense, I think of it as a work that deals with that which is uh, at the core of life and of uh, uh, existence. On the one hand, that which is cyclical. Uh, we have, uh, whether it is the seasons or uh, the day, um, life, so much about life goes in cycles. At the same time, it moves forward. Uh, there is that inexorable uh, movement going forward. And those, the way in which those two can be brought together, I think, can be done in music better than any other way, uh, both a cyclical and that sense of motion forward. And I think Legends, in some way, tries to address that. And uh, I chose the title, I usually come by my titles rather late in the process of composing. I don't start with a title. Uh, but as I compose, something at a certain point will hit me that uh, this title will in some way give some idea in a glimpse about the music. And there was something about the idea, you, you, one uses uh, a terminology such as uh, a legend in their own time a legendary figure. Uh, there is a sense of the grand, the larger than life, but also storytelling. Uh, there's a lot that goes into that word legends, and all of these in some way I wanted, to, uh, I was trying to capture uh, in this work. Let's have a listen to the piece. We're gonna hear the first movement. This is Legends by Shulamit Ran. Here is Daniel Barenboim leading the Chicago Symphony Orchestra.
It's the first movement of Legends by composer Shulamit Ran. We heard Daniel Barenboim leading the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. It's a work that was composed for the CSO. You can definitely tell that she had that wonderful brass section in mind. Fabulous players in the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. Shulamit Ran was in residence with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra when she composed that piece. It was also composed on the occasion of the 100th anniversary of the CSO. Shulamit Ran is my guest on today's Relevant Tones. I'm going to play a piece now for Voices, originally commissioned by Chanticleer. The piece is called Credo. Here is Shulamit again to tell us a little bit about this music. When commissioned to write the piece, I was asked to write a piece that would be seven to ten minutes in length. And uh, as I was working on the selecting of the text, which in itself was uh, took quite a while and was a, uh, a creative act as well, putting these very diverse and uh, complex texts together, fragments of text and so on, I became so immersed in the process of selecting the text that I completely forgot about that uh, initial directive of writing a piece seven to ten minutes long. I ended up writing a piece that was 18 minutes long. And so one day there came a phone call from Chanticleer saying, do you know how long the piece is? We're rehearsing it now. It is 18 minutes long. And there's simply no way to have that length given the full project that they were developing. In time, actually, Chanticleer did perform the piece in its entirety, but in the uh, original series of concerts and in the recording of the full mass, they had an abridged version that, of course, was worked out in uh, agreement with me uh, and with some small changes that I made for the abridged version, and the abridged version is what I think it is 12 minutes. So there's another six minutes that is not going to be heard this time and that are actually very, very important to the piece. Nonetheless, the 12 minutes that uh, we are able to have here are still, uh, they capsulize very powerfully that which I intended to do in this work. That's my guest on the program today, Shulamit Ran, talking about the music we're about to hear called Credo. Here is the wonderful Chanticleer to perform music of Shulamit Ran. Credo.
More than six decades after Rachel Herzl was parted from her parents, on a fine spring day in Auschwitz, as a girl of 15, never to see them again. She vividly remembers the selection process, how first her father was separated from her, and then her mother. She recalls his final parting words spoken to her in Yiddish. Do not forget one thing. God is the father of everyone.
In the Catholic Mass, the Credo is a statement of religious faith. It's an affirmation of your faith. Here we have a setting of the Credo by a Jewish composer, though, which is already pretty interesting. But what Shulamit Ron has chosen to do is to turn the Credo into almost a mini oratorio. And there's even some doubt there. The faith is not explicitly stated. It's stated, but then it wavers, as it does with so many of us in our day-to-day lives. And then at the end of the piece, the faith is strong again. A fascinating piece by Shulamit Ron. That is Credo. It was a commission by Chanticleer, who we heard performing the work. It's a fantastic setting, I think, of the Credo by Shulamit Ran. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. Today's episode is Composer Spotlight, featuring the music of Shulamit Ran. To subscribe to our podcast or for streaming versions of this and all previous episodes, you can visit relevanttones.com. Featuring music on the program today of composer Shulamit Ran, who, for my money, is a composer who has struck a great synthesis between the head and the heart. This is a really difficult thing to do. There are a lot of composers who wear their heart on their sleeve and are very emotionally expressive, but they don't necessarily know how to craft the piece because if the piece just kind of wanders around or if it doesn't have a clear structure, then it's not going to have resonance with a listener. You have to have more than just emotional content. It also has to be well-crafted. So some of the composers have thinking about for as long as people have been interested in shaping sound. And from my point of view, at least, this is something that Shulamit Ran excels at. Each of the pieces that we're hearing on the program today has a very clear structure, but as I've said before, she's not afraid to inject her own personality into the music. In fact, she even went so far as to say there's no way that she could not inject her personality into the piece. It's impossible not to. We're going to play now another large-scale piece by Shulamit. This is her violin concerto. It's in three movements. We'll have time to hear two. Here's Shulamit again to tell us a little bit more about these individual movements. The first of them, I think of it as being almost chameleon-like in a sense that it, uh, uh, it does a lot of different things. It keeps evolving, it keeps uh, changing, it can be noble and singing in parts and devilish and uh, active in others. But uh, on the whole, it is a, an introspective uh, movement in many of its parts. The second movement is the one that is the most active and the most volatile and uh, builds up to a huge uh, climax, uh, though at the very, very end there's just the one voice of the violin very, very high up uh, in the violin in a playing music that I think is soaring, uh, but at the same time also disappearing to come back in the last movement. That's Shulamit Ran talking about the piece we're about to hear, the Violin Concerto. Let's have a listen to the first two movements. We're going to hear Itai Shapira, violin, with Charles Hazelwood conducting the BBC Concert Orchestra. Music of Shulamit Ran. Thank you. 
beautiful music by Shulamit Ran. In fact, we dedicated the whole second half of the program to it, the violin concerto. We heard Itai Shapira, the violin soloist. That's also who it was written for, and he was performing with Charles Hazelwood, leading the BBC Concert Orchestra. I think this music exemplifies exactly what I'm talking about, that is the essence of Shulamit's music, the synthesis of head and heart. That second movement, especially for me, it really sticks in my mind. I know when I walk out of the studio today, I'll be humming that melody. It sounds a little bit like Shostakovich to me. Uh, it's got this very danceable and yet kind of a macabre danceable melody to it. And then there is a very classical element to it as well, but it's highly structured. Everything that happens seems to me to flow logically from the thing that we heard before. And yet, of course, there's so much emotion. It's just fraught with emotion at the same time. And the ending, what a beautiful ending, the way the violin just shimmers off into the distance in its upper register. Thanks to Shulamit Ron for being my guest on the program today. Another installment of Composer Spotlight here on Relevant Tones. Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McCorders. For more information about the program and the artists we featured, to subscribe to our podcast, 
And for streaming versions of all previous episodes, you can visit us at relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones is made possible in part by the generous support of the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music, the Amphion Foundation, and the listener supporters of the WFMT Fine Arts Circle. This project is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts. Art works. I'm Seth Bosted, and this is the WFMT Radio Network.